0: Thank you for joining Bogard Press through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. This quarter, our study is entitled, Christ the Faithful Servant, a study through the Gospel of Mark. During this study, we will follow the life of Jesus and recognize that true greatness lies in manifesting the spirit of a servant. You can purchase your copy of this book along with many other study resources on our website, bogardpress.org. So grab your copy of the Fall 2023 Adult Study Guide and your Bible and follow along.
1: The lesson for October the 22nd, 2023 is entitled The Servant's Mandate. It comes from Mark chapter 10, verses 35 through 45. The key verse, saying, behold, we go up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man shall be delivered unto the chief priests and unto the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death, and shall deliver him to the Gentiles, and they shall mock him, and shall scourge him, and shall spit upon him, and shall kill him, and the third day he shall rise again. Mark chapter 10 verses 33 and 34. The application, the student will demonstrate that true greatness will result only from a surrender to service. Seeking the Context Between Mark chapters 9 and 10, there is a significant leap in time in the ministry of Jesus. The other Gospels fill us in on what happened during that time. At the end of Mark 9, Jesus journeyed to Jerusalem during the Feast of the Tabernacles, which would have occurred during September and October. John chapter 7, verse 2 and 10. Jesus was crucified during Passover which would have been during March April so this time often called Jesus later Judean ministry began approximately six months before his crucifixion when Jesus arrived in Jerusalem the Jewish religious leaders did everything they could to discredit and accuse him Luke chapter 11 verse 53 and 54 on at least two occasions they took up stones to stone him John chapter 8, verse 59, chapter 10, verse 31. As these leaders turned up the pressure against Jesus, he turned up the pressure against them, pointing out their hypocrisy and devilish works. These encounters became so severe, and because it was not yet time for Jesus to be given into their hands, Jesus left Jerusalem and moved his ministry into the wilderness area beyond the Jordan. On the east side of the Jordan River, Matthew chapter 19, verse 1, John chapter 10, verse 40. This period of Jesus' ministry is often called the later Perean ministry, named after this uh, region. It lasted approximately three to four months during which Jesus taught many things and healed many people. At the end of his Perean ministry, Jesus made one final journey through Samaria and Galilee. And back to Jerusalem Luke chapter 17 and verse 11 as we open mark 10 Jesus was traveling from Galilee to Judea for the Passover and by verse 32 he was about to enter Jerusalem again in about two weeks Jesus would face his crucifixion Jesus confidently led the way to Jerusalem knowing what awaited him but his disciples were amazed and afraid Mark chapter 10, verse 32. They were thinking about the last time they were in Jerusalem and how Jesus barely made it out alive. John chapter 10, verse 31, verse 39. But Jesus took them aside and once again told them of his death and resurrection in great detail. Mark chapter 10, verses 33 and 34. Jesus was not a helpless victim of Jewish violence, he was the Christ whom God delivered by his determined purpose and foreknowledge. Acts chapter 2 verse 23. He willingly laid down his life for us. Our lesson for today occurred on Jesus' last journey to Jerusalem. He responded to a selfish question from James and John, teaching the disciples and us that true greatness comes from being a servant. But his talk was not cheap. He would prove what he said with his life. What struggles do you have serving others? Searching the text. Number one, a selfish question. Mark chapter 10, verses 35 through 40. And James and John, the sons of Zebedee, come unto him, saying, Master, we would that thou shouldest do for us whatsoever we shall desire. And he said unto them, what would ye that I should do for you? And they said unto him, Grant unto us that we may sit one on thy right hand and the other on thy left hand in thy glory. But Jesus said unto them, You know not what ye ask. Can you drink of the cup that I drink of and be baptized with the baptism that I am baptized with? And they said unto him, We can. And Jesus said unto them, You shall indeed drink of the cup that I drink of, and with the baptism that I am baptized withal shall you be baptized. But to sit on my right hand and on my left is not mine to give, but it shall be given to them for whom it is prepared. It was very telling of the disciples to look at the three occasions in which the Lord predicted his suffering and death And how they responded each time. Peter rebuked the Lord after the first time. Mark chapter 8 verse 32. And the disciples argued among themselves over who was the greatest after the second. Mark chapter 9 verses 33 and 34. Then we have this time when James and John asked the most selfish question. I am not sure what James and John heard as Jesus told the disciples of his death and resurrection. Maybe they were not listening, but their question was totally inappropriate at any time, much more right after Jesus explained the suffering he was about to face in Jerusalem. Their request, and that of their mother, in Matthew chapter 20 and verse 20 and 21, to sit on Jesus' right and left hand of his throne of glory, speaks of their total self-centeredness and lack of compassion for Jesus. It seems that James and John were not listening, but were still thinking back to what Jesus had promised the twelve. And Jesus said unto them, Barely I say unto you, that ye which have followed me in the regeneration, when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, ye also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Matthew chapter 19 verse 28. It was good that James and John believed Jesus' promise, but it was totally out of bounds for them to request the right and left-hand thrones next to Jesus. James and John either did not understand or totally ignored the Lord's sacrifice that was necessary for them to have any position in the kingdom. Jesus had to go to the cross so that they could have a crown, yet they were not interested in the cross, but only the crown. How many people today are not interested in the cross of Christ, but only the material blessings the Lord provides? Jesus responded to James and John by telling them that they did not understand what they were asking. He explained that he would go through great suffering to be crowned with glory and honor, Hebrews chapter 9, verse 20. Could they also go through a similar suffering to earn their crown? Revelation chapter 2, verse 10. They said they could. And Jesus said they would. In fact, James was the first of the apostles to suffer a martyr's death. Acts chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And John suffered greatly, and he was exiled to the island of Patmos. But to be given exalted positions in his kingdom was not his to give. Only to those whom the Father deemed worthy of such exalted positions shall they be given. Matthew chapter 20 and verse 23. We should be appalled by James and John's selfish question. Here Jesus was telling them how he would die for their sins so that they could be saved and be privileged with a throne in God's kingdom. And all they could think about was themselves and their position in the kingdom. But are we equally disgusted with our own selfishness? I will be the first to admit that I think of myself too much and my Lord too little. How many times do I pray for my own needs in comparison to giving thanks for Christ who died for me? How many times am I quick to take care of my own needs but neglect to care for others in need? Can you relate? Can you describe something selfish you have done lately? Number two, the greatness of service. Mark chapter 10, verses 41 through 44. And when the 10 heard it, they began to be much displeased with James and John. And Jesus called them to him and saith unto them, You know that they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and their great ones exercise authority upon them. But so shall it not be among you. But whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister, and whosoever... Of you will be the chiefest, shall be servant of all. When the other apostles heard what James and John had asked, they were understandably displeased. But their displeasure had nothing to do with the nature of the question itself, but that James and John had tried to weasel ahead of them. These men needed a good dose of humility, and we all do. So the Lord seized upon a teachable moment and taught the apostles about true greatness in God's kingdom. It has nothing to do with position of authority, but service. Like many today, the apostles were following the wrong example. They thought that God's kingdom would work like the kingdoms of the world. There were lords and servants and masters and slaves. In fact, the slaves outnumbered the citizens in the Roman Empire. Obviously, citizens were regarded greater than the slaves. So much so that division later caused problems in the churches. Ephesians chapter 6 verses 5 through 9. The lords and masters had all the power and authority and the slaves had no choice but to obey. Greatness was found in the position you held. But so shall it not be among you. Mark chapter 10 and verse 43. With these words Jesus said that the kingdom of God does not operate like the world. For Jesus to say that greatness in the kingdom was being a minister or a servant he was being totally counterculture this had absolutely not been heard of before but Jesus rule says if you want to be great be a great servant if you want to be the chiefest number one then humble yourself to become the lowliest of servants interestingly jesus used two synonyms relating to servanthood in verses 43 and 44 in verse 43 he used the greek word diakonos which can refer to a high-ranking servant as in a government official romans chapter 13 and verse 4 but in verse 44 he used the greek word doulos which always referred to a lowly servant greatness can be had by any act of service. But to be the greatest, one must become a lowly servant to all. Believers are more often called doulos servants. Even though it goes against the grain of the world, to be truly great, you must submit to serving all others. Using the old cliche, we live in a dog-eat-dog world, where the norm is to step on whomever is necessary to reach for the top for those of us who have worked in the world among the unsaved and ungodly we know what that is like unfortunately the same behavior shows up too often among god's people in churches it has brought great sadness to my heart as i have witnessed such in associational meetings as men posture for positions or in churches as the same politicking occurs. It seems that we have not learned this lesson well enough. In God's eyes, servants are greater than those in authoritative positions. Can you think of someone who shows their greatness by being a great servant? Number three, Jesus' example. Mark chapter 10, verse 45. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister, and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus ended his sermon on greatness by pointing to how he had and would practice what he preached. Jesus did not come into the world to be served, but to serve, and his greatest act of service was giving his life as the ransom price for our redemption. He paid for our sins with his life so that we could have eternal life. On the night before his crucifixion, while observing the last Passover, Jesus showed this serving principle by washing the disciples' feet, John chapter 13, 1 through 17. Interestingly, they had been arguing over who of them was the greatest, Luke chapter 22, verses 24 through 27 washing feet was one of the lowliest tasks in jewish culture and only the lowliest of servants performed it when jesus had finished he asked a poignant question know you what i have done to you john chapter 13 verse 12 then he explained that he being their master and lord had washed their feet if he was willing to wash their feet then they should be willing to wash one another's feet for i've given you an example that you should do as I have done to you, verse 15. So are we willing to do the most menial task and service to others? Paul wrote in Philippians 2, 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. The mind Paul wrote of was that of Jesus' selfless service. Take the time to read Philippians 2, 5 through 11 to see just how much Jesus gave up to serve us since jesus served us so unselfishly we are mandated by him to serve one another in the same way instead of seeking a position of authority over others we should humble ourselves and submit to one another in lowly service what can you do to serve others setting the application instead of following jesus example of servanthood The apostles looked at the world and aspired for greatness as defined by the world. Are we as guilty? What is more important to us? A job promotion or cleaning the home of a disabled widow? Who is greater in your eyes? Parents who adopt an abandoned child or the sports figure who makes millions to play a game? I think we too need to rethink how we define greatness. What great thing can you do this week? How can you reach out and serve someone in need? This might mean giving someone a hot meal or warm clothing. This might be taking the time to visit someone who is homebound and lonely. You might look into foster care for abandoned children who could volunteer at a local school to help children who need extra help in their schoolwork. The opportunities are plentiful. The question is, will you serve? How will you aspire to be great this week?
0: Thank you for joining us in another lesson of the Bogard Press Through the Bible Adult Study Guide podcast. We look forward to studying with you again next week as we continue learning from Christ the Faithful Servant. Bogard Press is the publishing ministry of the American Baptist Association. We exist to equip churches with the resources they need to carry out the Great Commission. These resources include Bible study materials for preschoolers through adults, including Sunday school, children's chapel, Baptist training course, Bible challenge, and vacation Bible school. Please visit our website to find all ministry resources you will need at bogardpress.org. That's bogardpress.org. Until next week, find daily encouragement from our daily devotionals at bogardpress.org.